Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. We're amazing at podcasts. Um, today, <laughs> um, we are going to tell you some amazing facts. Because um, last week we talked about um, Wonder Woman, who we all know and love. Um, and this week, we're talking about um, Donna Troy, the, uh, the first Wonder Girl. Uh, first of two main Wonder Girls. Um, and this episode was actually requested by a friend of mine um, who texted me and said, you should do a Donna Troy episode uh, because my wife and I were playing a, like, a Teen Titans-themed deck-building game um, and we got Donna Troy and neither of us knew who that was. <laughs> hey, Olivia? Yeah? Please ask your friend what game this was. Because, um... <laughs> Oh, Teen Teen Titans deck building game seems uh right up my alley. Well, I will do that. Um, join us next week for our Teen Titans deck building podcast. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed is the thing. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put that on the list. Um, but anyways, um, I was uh, I was not. I was a little bit sad to hear this, um, because I love Donna, and I think people should know who Donna is, but I certainly wasn't surprised to hear this, um, because, uh, Donna Troy has the dubious honor of, like, it's not just me saying this, like, several sources that I was looking at today made this claim of having the most convoluted history in the DC universe. And, um, we all know what the DC universe is like, so that's a very impressive claim. Yeah. Um, sometimes, um, sometimes different versions of Superman merge together to form one ultimate Superman. Um, but that's normal. Donna gets weird. Um. Yeah, you know, people, versions of a dude merging together is fine, but, mm -hmm. you know... Donna over here. Yeah. Sometimes there's a version of Superboy from a reality where, like, superheroes only exist in comic books, and then he gets real superpowers, and then he travels to our, to the DC, the main world, and then he becomes evil, and then he gets imprisoned, and then he punches the barrier between realities. Um, that's yeah, not the most Superboy confusing. Sometimes Superboy punches reality, but sometimes, Donna Troy is where it but, really gets wild. Donna, it, listen... It's gonna get wild. Um, the first thing, uh, the first issue, which is not an issue unique to Donna, is that, um, she was created at a time when, uh, not even she was created, the character was created at a time when, um, continuity wasn't, like, as big a deal as it is right now. That's always a good sign. Um, where, like, it wasn't, um, nobody made as big a deal about, like, origin stories as they do currently. Um, like, it takes, like, even the first, like, couple issues of Batman, like, it takes a while before they're like, oh, yeah, his thing is that his parents died. Anyways, gonna watch him punch more criminals. Um, so, uh, that's part of it. And also, people don't, didn't really, like, care as much about, you know, 
making sure things were consistent issue to issue because they were largely marketing towards children and not, you know, uh, obsessive fanboy types who would uh, yell at them at Comic Cons and be like, um, actually, in this panel, uh, Alfred says that he's allergic to shellfish, but then, like, 35 years later, uh, he ate a shrimp at a party one time. Um, I would but- not be surprised if that was an actual issue that someone had with a Batman comic. That sounds fully accurate. Um, so, the first appearance of Wonder Girl, um, not Donna specifically, uh, is a, uh, in, after uh, Seduction of the Innocent came out, again, there's going to be, like, a whole lot, <laughs> almost every character who's been around this long, there's going to be some point that's like, so after Seduction of the Innocent came out, um, <laughs> after this came out, which we talked about with Diana a little bit, like, oh, shoot, this, oh, this story's full of gay bondage. We got it. Oh, oh, they really got us on that one. Um, so in order to try and make a more uh, family-friendly atmosphere, they've had um, stories about uh, Wonder Woman as a teen, like on Themyscira, like having teen adventures. Um, and they were like, okay, what if hypothetically, what if we did stories where adult Wonder Woman and her teen self were going on adventures together and this was never really explained? Um, <laughs> at one point, Diana's mom goes like, oh, Diana, I've created a magical camera that lets us splice together different parts of your life so you can witness yourself going on adventures with your teen self. Um, and then they sort of drop that. And then it's like not really commented on anymore. The fact that she's just coexisting with a teen version of herself. Yeah, I feel like that was a good call. Just, you know what? Let's just never talk about this again. Let's just not address it at all. Um, the thing is, um, Because nobody cares about continuity and, like, a lot of writers weren't really communicating with each other, um, this detail kind of goes by the wayside. Um, so when they have, uh, the Teen Titans form, before they're called the Teen Titans, um, but the team that would become the Teen Titans form for the first time in Brave and the Bold with, uh, Dick and Wally and Roy and Garth, they're like, oh, we should, uh, we should have a girl on the team. Well, there's Wonder Girl. She's, I guess, Wonder Woman's sidekick or something. I wasn't really paying attention. Oh, no. We'll put her on there. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so for, like, a long time, there's this initial introduction. And then for, like, about 20 issues of Teen Titans, this just goes entirely unexplained. Nobody talks about where Wonder Girl came from. None of she doesn't have like a a name that anyone like an, a secret identity that anybody knows her by. All of her teammates just call her Wonder Girl. Um, and it's like finally in like freaking like issue twenty two or something of Teen Titans, um, where they were like, okay, she is different from Wonder Woman. Um, 
And they come up with a, um, they invent a backstory for her on the fly, um, where she was, uh, she was an orphan, um, Wonder Woman saved her from a fire, um, and she took her back to Themyscira, um, and the Amazons all helped to raise her, and, uh, they lent her their power through this, uh, device that they have called the Purple Ray, um, which I think was originally just sort of an Amazon Lazarus pit that they used to bring people back from the dead, but it's like, oh, also it can give you, uh, Amazon powers. Um. I mean, sure. That's, that's the part that makes the most sense in all of this. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, she, so she's basically a, a surrogate sister to Diana. Um, and then, you know, eventually she, she becomes a teen and she's like, I'm ready to strike out on my own. And she goes to, you know, the world of man where her sister's fighting crime and she teams up with these teen heroes and, uh, Marv Wolfman in 1969 is like, yep, that's what it is. That's what the story was all along. She definitely wasn't a teen version of Wonder Woman that nobody really checked what the deal was. This is the story, 100%. Um, and then, Thanks, Marv. Um, yeah. And then, that's good. And then that's, uh, that's sort of the, the, the status quo for a while. Um, they take another sort of uh crack at it uh marv wolfman again um but this time um with george perez in the the famous uh new teen titans um so donna is one of the uh one of the original members of the new teen titans um her and dick and wally are the three who carry over from the oops original 60s titans onto this 80s team along with you know, uh, Starfire and Raven and Beast Boy and Cyborg, all those guys we know and love. Um, so they do, um, this one story arc, uh, called Who is Donna Troy? Where Marv Wolfman is like, okay, that first, uh, that first backstory was kind of hastily put together. We're going to give her a, a, like a real backstory now. We're going to revamp it for the eighties. Um, and what it's based on is like the, the in-universe explanation is that like Donna, wants to find out more about like her birth parents and so she gets dick to help her investigate um and they find out uh you know they 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 find out about her birth mother and uh her adoptive family um and she uh reunites with her uh adoptive mother um and you know it's just and marv wolfman is like all right that's good we have a we have a full and complete backstory for Donna Troy, that's settled. Just a regular character now. Nobody worry about it. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> There's always <laughs> an unfortunately, isn't there? Uh, unfortunately, that was not to last. So, um, after we, once we hit, uh, 1985, um, which is when Crisis on Infinite Earth happens, which is when, um, a bunch of storylines get rewritten and revamped and they try to d c collapse all their multiverse stuff together and it doesn't work and they keep having to redo it all the time um one of the things that happens on crisis with with uh crisis on infinite earths is that uh wonder woman's history gets kind of rebooted and post-crisis it's like okay wonder woman is new to earth 
starting now. <laughs> that stuff before didn't happen. Now it's Wonder Woman's brand new here. <laughs> um, and then it's like, oh, shoot. But Wonder Girl's been here the whole time. <laughs> and she's still on the Teen Titans. But her, she's, her name's Wonder Girl, even though Wonder Woman wasn't here before. Oh, dang. Ah, oh, beans. Ah, <laughs> oh, beans. Oh, we really goofed this one up, didn't we? Like, oh, her whole thing was that Wonder Woman brought her... Okay, okay, never mind. New thing. New thing. They're like, alright, the new thing is that uh, she gets... Uh, instead of Wonder Woman rescuing her from a fire, she gets rescued by uh, one of the uh, the Titans. Not the Teen Titans, but the Titans, like, you know, the, 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 the mythological titans. Um, like, if you've ever seen the Disney movie Hercules, those yeah, titans. like in the movie Hercules, but not like in the movie Hercules, because they're comic book versions, so they're all sort of, you know, like, uh, supervillains. Um, I mean, that's kind of like Hercules. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, so they're, uh, they're kind of they have their own, like, universe. They're kind of working against the Greek gods who also exist in the DC universe. Um, but, uh, sh so they, it's like, okay, it was one of the Titans who rescued her from the fire. And, uh, they, uh, they rescued a bunch of these orphans and they were going to be sort of, like, the next generation of Titans. Um, but, uh, none of, uh, uh, none of the others survived or a, a couple of the others survived but they all turned evil um and they also they all got they got their memories erased and they got sent to earth so that's why donna doesn't remember any of this um and also the reason her last name is troy is because uh they all all of these orphans that they rescued all had names after these different like uh like greek cities and stuff and places that worship the titans um, and then it's like, and that's why when they name themselves the Teen Titans, Donna's the one who, who comes up with it because subconsciously she's remembering that she's sort of a, a Titan, like the mythological ones. Um, and then it's like, well, okay. Um, and then, uh, and then things are, well, things aren't normal for a while because things do, uh, get a little bit rough um she has a um she she marries a a, a man a, a normal well a college professor who's definitely significantly older than her and then that's like not really treated as weird at all while this is happening which is like okay uh y'all um, um hey comics she marries a man they have a son together they break up um and then eventually uh Oh, somebody comes and tells her that her son is going to, like, destroy the world. So she gives up her superpowers to prevent that from happening. And then um, her husband divorces her. And then eventually her uh, son and her husband both die in a car crash. Um, so it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a great time. Um, but uh, after all this, but the thing is, while all this is going on, she still has the same backstory. They're sticking with the Titans thing. Um, and then one of, um, I think one of the Wonder Woman writers is like, but I want to incorporate her into Wonder Woman. Um, and they're like, okay, 
new thing. Oh my god. Here's the new thing. Um, the new thing is that um, she was she was created um, by uh, an Amazon like like witch sort of. Um, hold on one sec. Got to drink water to like get myself ready for all this. She was created by this Amazon witch. For, I mean, pro- she was made out of clay or something. That is um, quite an aesthetic, an Amazon witch. I'm down with yeah, it. It does rule. Um, and uh, she's uh, she's created as like an identical duplicate of Diana because Diana's lonely because there's no other kids on Themyscira. And it's like, here's a clone of yourself that you can hang out with. Um, what every kid wants. Uh, yeah, exactly. But then a um, a a a supervillainess named uh, Dark Angel, who's like one of uh, uh, the Amazon's enemies. Um, she kidnaps her because she thinks she's Diana because they're identical. So it's an easy mistake to make. Um, and <laughs> she she puts a she puts a curse on her so that. Uh, she, she lives infinite lives, but all of them end in suffering and pain. So this is one of them. And also, the other versions of her are also different lives that she led that were part of this, this curse. That, that just all, she keeps having all of these lives and they all end horribly. Um, and even, even she forgets that they're going on. Um... And then, so this is a whole new thing. This is just a whole new ball game. Um, and then they have to like they have to res- restore her back to like original Donna and like like Hippolyta and Diana and like also Wally. And I haven't read this, so I'm not sure why Wally is like the one who's like. Like, oh yes, I will I will use my memories of Donna to like recreate uh you know the original Donna that we know. Um I mean because they're like they're friends, obviously. They're very good friends, and that's great, but like they don't have like any particularly special connection. <laughs> um and uh and then she has, you know, a whole thing because it's like, oh my god, all of these different versions of me, like Am I even the real one? Am I just, like, created from people's memories of me? Um, and everyone's like, that's fine, don't worry about it. Um, and, uh, Hippolyta does, like, officially adopt her as, like, her daughter as part of this. She's like, oh, that's right, we all got our memories erased, but you're technically, I guess, also my daughter, so, um, you're officially, uh, the second princess of Themyscira. So that's the one nice thing that, uh, that, it comes out of this. Um, and so, so, um, so then, um, things get weird. Things, things, things were weird before this, but this is where things get really weird. Um, this, this is where things get weird. This is where things get weird. So, Donna, um, she's, I'm try I'm trying I'm trying to figure out how how to how to put this in a way that makes sense cuz it doesn't even make sense to me. But the thing is um 
she, it comes to light that Donna specifically um, is unlike, whereas everybody else, <laughs> I know this is taking a while, everybody else who went through the cr crisis is actually a merger of all of their different cells that existed before this. And all of those different versions of them are now part of them now that all the multiverses have come together. Um, but Donna is the only one who has access to all of those memories and like knowledge and like also is like definitely like aware that the multiverse existed um and is like somehow like the key to the multiverse as a concept um and it's like her job is to exist in every universe and like record the multiverse and like remember it um i don't know why like i don't know why it's her specifically. I think things just got so whack and she already had this one of her like 19 backstories was like, oh yeah, it's like a bunch of different, she lives all these different lives, but she never remembers any of them. Um, I don't know either, but like that is a lot of responsibility to put on a person and I'm very into that aesthetic. Like <laughs> just you... It's it's one person has to remember everything about all of the things and nobody else remembers. It is it is good. It would be good if they did more with it. There's like sort of this uh this implication that she's like supposed to be working for the uh for the the monitor, which is like one of the uh one of the main forces in the original crisis which who's like uh sort of it, just kind of like you know op, as the name implies monitors the multiverse and like keeps track of everything um and he has an assistant uh named lila who's sort of a parallel um to donna um but so while she's like going through all this and like remembering everything that's ever happened <laughs> ever um she realizes that um uh dark angel who originally like you know kidnapped her or a version of her um and forced her to like live out infinite lives that all end in suffering um is actually also a version of herself from a different universe <laughs> who went evil um and went to a different plane and cursed herself good job donna Yes. I uh I I don't I don't know what her motivation for that is. I think she wanted to be the the only the only Donna uh the only Donna that exists. Then um, just kill her. Don't curse her. I yeah, I I don't it's something it's like she's like trying to kill all of her alternate selves and all of those like lives that she was living out are like actually all Donna's from different universes that she was trying to destroy. Um, but anyway, so Donna, uh, Donna defeats her and then she's the ultimate Donna. Um, the ultra Donna. 
Very um, nice. Yes. Um, and then uh, a bunch of more stuff happens with the, 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 the Titans, the mythological Titans. Um, she, uh, she's part of like an infinite crisis and uh, some other events. She like sort of becomes this person who's like, like, oh, we have to protect the multiverse. I'm the only person who knows what we have to do. Um, she's, um, she becomes Wonder Woman for a little bit when, like, Wonder Woman kind of goes on a, a leave of absence. Um, she, um, she dates, uh, Green Lantern Kyle Rayner a couple times. Um, a Green Lantern who I am pretty fond of. Uh, and then, uh, she, things, things are, uh, once that happens, once they've made things, the most complicated they can possibly be. Um, that's sort of that's sort of how she is for a while. She gets at some point. Um, she goes through a few costume changes because her initial thing is well. Initially, she is sort of like a like a red like Wonder Woman sort of top and like blue shorts, and then she gets like this like uh, this red like full body like sleeveless jumpsuit um, with stars all over it that looks. Uh, very cool. That's in like 1969. It's very on trend. Um, and then uh, it's like every time she gets like a new like backstory revelation, she gets like a new costume. Um, when uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth happens, she gets uh, this very wacky looking thing with like a bunch of armor. Um, and then at some point uh, in the 2000s, maybe earlier, she gets uh this like full body like black jumpsuit with like a bunch of like like glitter on it that looks like stars so it looks like she's like outer space and it's rad i love it it's one of my favorite costumes um but uh she um she she goes through all that um in the um in the new 52 um they uh everything gets rebooted everything at all um and they reintroduce her as a villain which sucks. Um, it's just a huge bummer. It's like not. It's just like somebody whose name is Donna Troy, and she's like, uh, she's on. She's also an Amazon, and she's like, hey, I think that Wonder Woman sucks, and while she's gone, we should just murder all men in existence. And then Diana has to come back and fight her. Um, so it's just, uh, it it it's it's no good. Um, but uh. They do eventually bring her back as she was um, in Titans Hunt, where uh, which is the storyline where uh, the New Fifty Two is so messed up that all and all of the original Titans love each other so much that like their love for each other, like <laughs> um, that their love for each other, uh, freaking like re like overcomes the force of the reboot and they all remember each other um and then that leads into the current re-reboot so uh in rebirth where everything is the same as it was except not really um it's not really clear if they've changed like a bunch of the stuff with donna um she does have uh 
there is another evil future Donna who shows up at one point and is like, I'm Troya and I'm evil, and then they have to fight her. And right now, I think she's still kind of like under house arrest at the Watchtower while the Justice League tries to figure out uh, what the deal is with that. Um, so, you know. Uh, I, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Also, Troya is a much better name for an evil version of yourself than Dark Angel. It is. Uh, Tro- she does go herself by Troya um, for a while after the crisis stuff. Um, and then I think she mostly just goes by her uh, real ass name. Um, so, um, so that's, you know, uh, that's how, that's all of that. Um, but, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's clear why, uh, DC hasn't done a lot with her. I was, like, surprised, like, thinking back on it, I was, like, when my friend texted me, I was, like, oh, Donna must be in something that I can reference, and it's, like, she really hasn't been. Like, even, like, uh, Cassie Sandsmark as Wonder Girl is in Young Justice, and she has, like, a relatively small role, but she's, like, a recurring character who's in like most of season two um donna hasn't really been in uh a lot of stuff um she is apparently they have cast her um for the uh titans tv show which we are gonna have to talk about when we get to uh (laughs) what's happening this week because who boy boy um but uh so i'm excited to see what they do with that and how they make it not buck wild uh because i think that's kind of the main hesitation has been like how do we put donna in anything uh without getting into how extremely buck wild her a hundred uh backstory revisions are i mean the thing is if you're putting her in a different piece of media like a television show you can just pick one I mean, that's the thing. I you can't. I'm sure that's what Titans is gonna do. Is they're either gonna like pick one thing and have it be that one thing, or they're just gonna make something up because it's it's new and it doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, it's like, not canon. It's one of those things where you can, you can just pick something or make something you can just up. Do it, but I think they. Uh, I'm assuming that's what always scares people out of putting her into stuff which is too bad because um it's, it's like pretty wild for a character who's been around since like the 60s um and like uh is 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 a shame because she's like she's super duper great um i love donna a lot i'm obviously um very biased towards uh well anyone who's ever been a teen titan but um very, very extra specially biased towards all of the original um, Teen Titans um, who are my children, who I love. Um, you, and she's Olivia, like, biased towards <gasps> Teen Titans? Hoops could have predicted such a thing. Um, How would I have ever guessed? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, she, um, she and Dick are like lifelong, like very close friends. Or they are in, you know, realities where uh, Donna exists and people don't, you know, forget about her and she doesn't, you know, freaking whatever, New 52 become a supervillain. 
but they are they're like super close friends and confidants and uh never date each other which is incredible in this historically heterosexual medium um and and it's just very nice it's very nice to see them loving and and respecting and supporting each other and obviously all of the titans are very close friends um but uh Donna's probably the one that Dick is closest with after Wally, um, which is nice. Um, good content. And it's good content. And she's also, she's just very, like, I mean, pro- some people use this to kind of, like, make her boring or, like, you know, like, team girl. But it's, like, on the, uh, in New Teen Titans, when you have more than one girl, it's, like, you know, uh, uh, Raven is is very introverted and tormented and, you know, dealing with, with a lot of trauma and sort of, like, kind of mysterious. Um, and Starfire is, like, very passionate and fiery and, you know, acts before she thinks. Um, and Donna is just, not just between the two of them, but between, like, the whole team, just, like, this very, like, level-headed mediating influence she you know she never she doesn't really take sides she you know talks to everybody they all trust her it's just like she's she's a good she's a good friend she's a very good friend and i love her and she also like has like a rel- besides all of the stuff that is constantly happening uh to her um, and besides the fact that she does date a professor who's, like, way older than her, um, and it's kind of sucks, but, um, she has, like, a regular relationship with a normal person, and they have a wedding, and no supervillains try to murder them, um, and they have a kid, and then eventually they, they break up, and then they, he and the kid both die, and it's tragic, but for a little while there, she has a very stable personal life. Which Amazing. is not something a lot of superheroes can claim. Um, and I mean, maybe that's also like part of the reason that uh, that people have been hesitant to adapt her is it's because like, well, her backstory's interesting, but her character's boring, which it isn't. But I can see like people being like, oh, what? She's just kind of like, you know, supportive and caring and, you know, even keeled. Hey. <laughs> I don't, it, if you don't care about characters that are supporting and even keeled, I don't care about you. Actually, that's probably not true. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you should. You should, you should rethink that decision. Rethink your preferences on characters. Even keeled um, is not boring. It's good. She's good. Um, and it does, like, it is, it's a bummer that I think, um, uh, a character related to Wonder Woman hasn't really had, you know, any of the attention, obviously, that Wonder Woman has had. Um, and it's a bummer that, like, obviously there are a lot of, you know, um, there are aspects to Wonder Woman and storylines about Wonder Woman that are definitely uh, problematic and not, like, <laughs> fully, like, you know... It's, some a lot of people have written Wonder Woman and not fully championed feminism in doing so. Um, 
but it it is it is a little bit of a bummer that like so much of what happens to Donna is about things happening to her um not even like in an in-universe sense because like obviously like people do things to her in the comic books but that's not even as much of a disappointment as it is like the fact that all of these you know years and years of of writers have just been kind of like you know not I mean, obviously they can't give her agency because she's not real, but writing all of these storylines in which she has no agency and a bunch of things happen sort of to and around her, um, and then this is just kind of like, okay, that's the new status quo now, and just sort of like throws throws her out there. I think it's 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 tough. It's it's a little bit it's sad sometimes. And obviously she doesn't have it as bad as a lot of female characters who's like, you know, where a really high percentage of female comic book characters have uh, sexual assault as sort of like the founding point in their backstory, um, which is always just a huge bummer. Um, yeah. But it is is still... I don't know. I wish, I wish more people knew about Donna, and I also wish that... Um, everything about her wasn't such a mess so she would be able to be you know as kind of a a a cool rad uh female emblem as her sister is instead of just like oh boy comics are a mess <laughs> i mean oh boy comics are a mess is one of it uh, remember olivia that was one of the uh podcast titles that we were throwing about it sure was <laughs> <laughs> that's all we said every week is just oh boy comics are a mess that was that was um, the whole podcast it was just us going like whoo boy whew. comics are a mess yeah um but so that's a um that's 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 a brief history of donna if it doesn't make sense to you don't worry because it doesn't make sense to anybody <laughs> you're not alone um least of all the people who were writing donna absolutely not um did you read any uh any new comic books this week i did not i've been catching up on podcasts uh well, since i got back from florida but i do have a thing i'm excited about tell me so if you're listening to this podcast the day that this episode is released the check please hashtag hockey comic book is out <gasps> oh my and goodness it's very, very exciting. I'm so glad to, like, get it in the... Yes, I have read the whole thing that's up to date so far on the internet. But still, physical <laughs> copies of Check, Please! with other stuff. If you are into gay main characters and college shenanigans and hockey, maybe even not hockey, if you're just into <laughs> dudes being friends... Boy, have I got the comic for you. And I. The best thing is that if you're not sure about it and you don't want to drop some money on the Check Please hashtag hockey graphic novel yet, you can go to checkpleasecomic.com and it's all there for free. Web comics, y'all. Web comics are amazing. I also want to say most of the people I know who love hockey comic do not know anything about hockey. 
so you don't have to know about hockey. Yeah, no, I know um, nothing about hockey either, and I'm just like, love these dudes being friends. Um, can I share a very brief anecdote about Check Please? Um, All right. Okay. Um, my brief hockey comic anecdote is that uh, one of my very good friends, a bunch of my very good friends um, got very into it shortly after we graduated college. Um, and one of them took until they had caught up to the comic to realize that the title was a hockey pun. Like, you know, how you check people in hockey. Because yeah. she was like, this hockey comic is so fun, but when are they going to get their part-time jobs as waiters? Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Um, is that the only thing you wanted to talk about? Yeah, that, 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 that was the only thing I wanted to talk about. I'm just okay. very excited for the hockey it's comic. It's good. Hockey comic is good. Read hockey comic. Um, I have a couple things I want to bring up. Um, one is, uh, oh, we did, because we did mention, uh, DC Titans. They have released some new material from the new Titans TV show. Jason Todd is gonna be in it. They sure did release that, huh? We are gonna have... I mean, we were both gonna watch it anyways, obviously, regardless of how mad we were gonna be. But, like, they got got us. They got us with Jason. What are we supposed to do now? They signed the blood pact. Like... (laughs) I am genuinely... He lets you drive the Batmobile? Mm. (laughs) I'm genuinely, like, very... I don't want to say very excited. I am cautiously excited about this because, like, like, uh, Dick and Jason's relationship as kids, I think, doesn't get explored super often. And it's very interesting to me. Um, so I'm excited to see, uh, how that goes. Um, the show, they also, there was a group shot of, of the, the main, the main four, and it does, the costumes look bad. Well, um, you, you know how comic book series do. They're like, we can't have these weird tacky costumes from the comics, so we have to make them somehow realistic and dark and gritty. And it's like, you don't, though. You don't. You can have them look as silly as you want. Why is Cory wearing a big fur coat? <laughs> I don't understand. Fashion. It's fashion. Look it up. Um, so that's one thing that's going on. In comics news, um, three things. Uh, one, a segment I like to call things I noticed on Twitter as literally immediately after we finished recording last week's episode. That's my favorite um, segment. Yeah, it's great. Um, we did, we talked about it. Um, well, I saw it because I couldn't not say it out loud. Um, so, Kieran Gillen, um, love that guy. Kieran Gillen, uh, well known for writing Young Avengers and uh, The Wicked of the Divine, um, with his uh, his usual artist partner uh, Jamie McKelvey, is this time working with a uh, different artist Stephanie Hans, um, and they're writing a comic called Die, um, which is about um, six teens um, who play. Dungeons and Dragons, or some sort of Dungeons and Dragons, you know, knockoff, um, end up, uh, they disappear during this game, 
they suddenly reappear two years later, claiming they can't talk about what happened. Um, and several, uh, uh, about 17 years later, they're all grown up, um, and they receive suddenly a chilling reminder of what happened to them in that time, and now they have to deal with it as adults. Um, so it's basically everything I could want. It is the perfect storm of comic books, isn't it? It's it's D D teen D and D mystery, but also about nostalgia and being bonded through trauma and about complicated interpersonal relationships. Um in like uh in in the the interview that that came along with the announcement, Kieran Gillen was saying how he was talking to Jamie McKelvey about like you know, um, like the old school uh the nineteen eighties D and D cartoon and like oh what would happen when those kids grew up and he's like, it stuck in my head all day and I chewed it over had some more ideas and by eight p.m. I spontaneously burst into tears during dinner when I realized what the story was about. Big mood. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm um, so, I'm much more excited now than I was five minutes ago. It just keeps getting more excited. Um, it's a book like about if, a group of, oh. If you spontaneously cry over a story idea at dinner, you know I'm gonna be into it. <laughs> That's how it do. It's a book about a group of adults who realize their lives have not measured up to their teenage hopes. Oh no, Kieran! Oh, Kieran, um, he's coming for us, Olivia. He's gonna, he's gonna get us. Um, so that comes out in December. Um, a lot of other, a lot of December announcements coming out. DC released its December solicits. Um, to today. Um, for things that came out this week. Um, there's a new issue of uh, Squirrel Girl. Um, in which there is. No talking. Um, and I know we talk about Squirrel Girl all the time, but it continues to do the new and exciting stuff. Um, and I love this because, like, so much of, like, my idea of, like, you know, the aesthetic of Squirrel Girl kind of revolved around, like, Ryan North's very specific dialogue voice. Um, so I was like, Squirrel girl with no dialogue, well, that's never gonna work. And then I read it, and of course it's like, you know, like brilliant and funny and charming and very sweet. Um so um that's again, I mean, always always read Squirrel Girl. I'm never not telling people to read Squirrel Girl, but that would be um that's a cool fun issue of Squirrel Girl to pick up if you're not into it yet. Um and there is also um another book that came out this week that I've been looking forward to. Um is uh border town which is a new uh vertigo book so like dc vertigo being dc's sort of like indie imprint um that they recently got brought back from the dead um which is about a um uh town in arizona where uh sort of uh the fraying of an interdimensional sort of veil brings in, uh, you know, a bunch of, of sort of Mexican folklore-inspired creatures. Um, but um, 
because they're in, you know, a border town in Arizona, a bunch of people in the town uh, blame the Mexican people who are living there. Um, so, yeah, uh, of, of course they do. Of course they do. So a, um, so a, a motley group of teenage misfits from a, you know, variety of backgrounds have to work together to figure out what's happening and save their town, um, and also confront racism. Um, so it is, it's like, it's, it's very pointed, obviously, um, but I think kind of, sometimes you need to be, sometimes you- Yeah, I mean, what are comics good for if not teaching people moral lessons? Yes, sometimes you really just need to, to jam it in there and be like, look, stop it, especially with everything. <laughs> look at it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 2018, sometimes you gotta. Um, and it is, it's a, it's, obviously I love it, it's, you know, ragtag bunch of teens fighting monsters, solving mysteries. Um, the art is, like, very cool, like, the color palette is very distinctive. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's good. It's a very good, scrappy comic that also, uh, makes an important point in 2018. Um, so that, I, I, I'm enjoying that too, and I'm looking forward to more of it. Um, that was just the first issue that just came out, so you should go check that out if you're interested. Um, and I think that's all the comics I wanted to talk about for now. Um, I'm sure there will be, uh, more more comics to come next week. Um, oh, definitely. Yes, as always. Um, so come back and join us then. In the meantime, uh, thank you for being here with us today. Um, you, if you want to catch up with us anywhere else, you can find us on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, um, Instagram, Pinterest, at our Facebook group. All of those are just under Capes and Japes. Um, you can join our Discord channel, hang out and talk about stuff. Um, you can, uh, if you want to shoot, send us an email, you can do that to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, you can also feel free, if you're so inclined, to leave us a rating and or review um, on, on your podcast platform of choice. We love those. We appreciate them. Our hearts go out to you. Um, if you're feeling very generous and you wanted to leave us a tip in our tip jar, um, that's super, super nice of you. Um, but even if you don't, we still, we still love and appreciate you. And, um, we thank you for listening, for, for enjoying, for coming back and joining us, um, every week. I did just almost say, is it Thursday yet? So that's, <laughs> that's where I've been at apparently. Um, but, no, uh, thank you so much for listening uh, to Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. <laughs>